Hello, everyone. Uh, my name's Stuart. I've been coming here for three years, and the thing I love about this conference is it's a real uh, wonderful creative community of people that welcomes tech and games to its heart as one of its own, rather than seeing it as separate and scary. And the theme this year that I've noticed has been that the mobile technology in particular is exciting and also terrifying for everyone, for TV companies, for books companies, but also for some of the digital companies um, working with kids, um, Mind Candy being one of our biggest success stories in that area. So Michael Acton Smith's going to come up. He's going to talk about Mindcaddy's big new idea, their brand new app that launched this week. Um, he's going to explain how it works, what it is, and then we're going to sit down for some questions from me, hopefully from you. And we promise to get you all to your trains on time if you're running, so we're going to finish on time, uh, have a bit of questions, and then all wander off to the bar and have a good chat. So I'd like to invite to the stage uh, Michael Acton Smith uh, to introduce you Mindcaddy's new big idea. Hello. Hello, everybody. Um, so, uh, yeah, glad you're still here. I thought there'd be just a handful of people at the end of this, but um, uh, wonderful to see you all. And we've got something new and a little bit unusual to show you, and we've been working on it for quite a while, and we thought, what a what better place to unveil it than uh, the wonderful community at, at CMC. Um, Greg has been a great supporter of ours for, for many years. Moshi was uh, unveiled here many, many, many moons ago when I was much younger. And um, so yeah, we just want to show this and, and talk, talk it through. It's uh, definitely still a work in progress. Um, we'd love any feedback you all have on it. And uh, without further ado, I'll get going. So I am Michael Acton Smith. I think some of you um, know me and you know the, the Moshi story. So I won't go uh, through that. But uh, I just thought it'd be good to give a little bit of context and a, a bit of background to explain how we came to this new product, just to set the scene. So um, I developed Moshi many years ago with uh, some uh, wonderful mind candies who are here at the back. Give us a wave. <laughs> nice. Uh, <laughs> they're out very late last night, so that was quite a, quite a muted cheer. And um, yeah, Moshi grew from a, a little sketch in a, a coffee shop mm -hmm. and uh, just became uh, this phenomenon that uh, uh, we couldn't quite believe, um, this world of adoptable pet monsters where kids could solve puzzles and share artwork and play games and uh, communicate safely with each other and uh, read stories and go exploring in this weird and wonderful world. And it was an amazing adventure. And we managed to catch, catch a lightning in a bottle. And kids absolutely loved it. And it just grew like crazy after quite a slow start. Um, tens of millions of, of registered users. And then uh, we expanded it offline. The, the beating heart was the, the digital component and toys and books and all sorts of other fun stuff um, so kids could enjoy it in many different ways. And we've tried not to over-commercialize it, but um, some, of our <laughs> <laughs> some, of our, some of our fans were so passionate about it, it's, um, it's just been incredible. So there's been, as I say, books, magazines, uh, a music album, even a, a movie with uh, Universal last year, which, which was amazing. But this was all wonderful and fabulous and, and magical in the web era. And then a few years ago, something very dramatic happened, as we all know, the, uh, the shift to, to mobile. And uh, we thought it would be incredibly easy just to move our heart from web <laughs> to mobile. And it wasn't. It was extraordinarily difficult, and it is still difficult. And I know we're not the only ones in this room grappling with this. There are so many new challenges in the mobile era. Not least uh, how the commercial side of things work, the regulatory frameworks, the, uh, the competition. There are so many different apps out there. And I, I learned a lot about this from my niece, who um, uh, she likes to help me with my emails and swipes the screen. 
and uh, will swipe anything. And she is part of this new swipe generation who touch TVs and microwaves and faces and expect a, an immediate response. And um, it's incredibly exciting that there's this whole new generation looking for something very different from their entertainment. But it's, as I say, there's still a lot of very big challenges. And, and we certainly haven't cracked it yet, despite trying very, very hard. Even with a, a well-established brand, we've put many different apps out there in the App Store. And you know, being very honest, uh, nothing has quite cracked in the same way that Moshi did in the web era. And uh, we hope we will crack it. Many of these apps have um, lots of downloads. But as I say, the commercial side is, is really, really tricky. It's a very, very tough nut to crack. But I think we're all agreed it's, it's a nut worth cracking. It's such a huge opportunity. Um, again, so many different apps out there, so, so competitive. Um, but we all know how much kids love these magical devices, how intuitive they are. Um, no matter what language they speak or where they're from. And we're living in a world now pretty much where all kids in the next few years will have their own uh, devices. The prices are coming down, not just to play games, but to read stories, to listen to music, to watch videos, and to connect and, and communicate with other kids around the world. So complex, but, but exciting. And we like big, meaty, audacious uh, challenges. And uh, so it's a problem we've been wrestling with for ages. And we thought maybe a, a game is, is not the best way to... Um, to crack this. We looked back at the six years of Moshi and thought, what were some of the things that really went to the heart of that that kids loved? And uh, we kept coming back to the idea that kids really do love creating and uh, sharing and, and showing off. Huge, huge part of Moshi. Their imaginations are, are mind-boggling, as, as we all know. We get post bags of art um, from kids uh, all the time. When we, do, um, when we did a design and Moshlin competition, I think we had about 17,000 entries for all sorts of uh, uh, amazing creations that kids put together. And um, we have a, a blog, The Daily Growl, um, some days getting over 10,000 comments um, every day. So kids love to create and they love to have their voice heard. And it just seems very strange to us why in this new mobile era, there isn't really a space where they can do that uh, yet. Why do they not have their own app where their voice and their creativity can be heard? And because they love being social so much and they so want to share, what's happening is they are joining up to grown-up social networks in their droves. I think we all know this, the numbers of kids joining Facebook and Tumblr and Snapchat and Instagram in particular, hugely popular with kids. Um, but these are environments, as we know, that aren't designed for them. And there are sort of all sorts of issues and, and challenges associated with that. And we think, why not give kids their very own space where kids can be kids, their own walled garden? So that's what we've been grappling with. And uh, we think, hopefully, getting closer to a solution. And uh, as you say, today, we officially launched uh, Pop Jam, which we're, we're very, very excited about. And uh, we think the jelly bean throwing up a rainbow of creativity and color <laughs> sums up the essence of, of the app uh, perfectly. And um, what we're trying to do, again, this is our vision. We haven't quite uh, honed it yet because it's still early days. But we'd love to build a creative community that inspires, entertains, and empowers all the kids in the world. And uh, when they join Pop Jam, I'll explain that in a minute. But this ties into this idea of um, creative sand pits. You know, look at some of the most successful kids' products in the world. Give kids tools and step back and see what amazing <laughs> things they create, whether it's Minecraft or Lego or Tocker or, or Rainbow Looms. So when kids join um, Pop Jam, they get to choose their own avatar. They have their own profile page that they can customize. And similar to Instagram, um, they have followers and, and can follow uh, different users on the site. 
And uh, we've given them some simple tools to create, a little art package where they can draw and use uh, stickers and uh, customize uh, photos. And then they get to share their creations with the world. Now, I don't know if anyone remembers this chap. Uh, <laughs> did anyone submit art to uh, the gallery? Did anyone have their art seen? Oh, a few. Okay, good. <laughs> I never got mine seen, which I think has uh, constantly been a cross to bear. And um, in the digital world, obviously, all kids' work can be seen by millions of other kids around the world. And I think that's, that's really, really exciting. Um, so the work that they're creating so far with just the, the few testers we're doing has been amazing and, and hugely um, exciting. And uh, obviously, if we're giving kids all these creative tools, and unleashing their creativity, we want to make sure that it's safe as well. So um, I'll come on to that in a second. But there are responses. So unlike Instagram, where you can just put comments um, and hearts, you can also respond to posts that pop up in your feed. Uh, so you can create little mini games. You can hold contests or polls. And again, just all this emergent, wonderful, creative behavior is, is starting to, to uh, bubble up. And it's really exciting to watch. But as I say, safety is very, very important. And we're very fortunate in that uh, Rebecca Newton, our chief safety and community officer, works with us and is hugely experienced in this area. We want to make sure we give kids creative freedom, but not too much freedom. So um, uh, we work with a company called Two Hats who uh, ensure that we use software and moderation um, tools behind the scene, but also a, a big team of very experienced human moderators as well and uh, to make sure we get the, the balance right. So that's something I could spend an entire talk on, but I'm, I'm going to move on and we'd love to chat to anyone that wants to, to discuss all this further because this is one of the most important um, elements to get right of, of the whole project. Um, so kids can connect and uh, follow their friends and see what they're creating, but we also wanted them to follow professional content as well and some channels that we've been creating, uh, everything from art to cats, which is incredibly popular, and uh, just a whole host of uh, different types of content out there. It's all imagery at the moment. Um, in the future, we'd love to have little mini games that would pop up in your feed or uh, little videos. Um, again, we're going to take it a step at a time. But um, huge amount of content from entertaining stuff to educational stuff. And uh, you imagine all the things that kids are so passionate about. Um, Minecraft, for instance, they could connect with other Minecraft fans around the world, share stories and strategies, um, show off their, their wonderful creations. Um, quotes channel, uh, an inspirational quote before kids go to school every morning, which is proving really, really popular. Um, word of the day, I love this channel. And then we get kids to use the word in a sentence or, or write a story. So again, we're only just scratching the surface of what could happen on this platform. And then we've been chatting to a, a few very early partners to see what others think and just had an amazing reaction. So um, our friends at Carte Blanche with uh, uh, Blue Nose Friends, um, Natalia Vodianova, the supermodel, um, has a charity and she loves inspiring children and teaching them about giving and philanthropy. Um, Chinesey, which I just think is awesome, um, a very creative, colorful way to teach Chinese. And uh, we send one um, character every day to the kids. So again, just scratching the surface of, of what we can do. We're chatting to Jamie Oliver and his team. He loves connecting with kids and teaching children about nutrition. So he could put up recipes or um, get kids to take photos of the meals they've cooked and so on and so forth. And um, what we'd love is to connect with 
um, everyone at, at CMC. You know, we're all working on different projects from games to stories to, to whatever else. And if anyone wants to connect with a, a very engaged, passionate audience, we'd love to, to work with you. So we see it everything from music to authors to come on board and reveal snippets of their new stories or artwork that didn't appear in their books. And all of us use um, grown-up social media to connect and tell our stories and, and uh, push our characters out there. But why not go directly to the audience themselves and see what the kids think? And uh, so, um, yeah, we're going to have a Discover tab within the app and uh, probably going to have about 100 um, channels. So if anyone would like to, to connect with us and come on board, we'd love to, to chat to you about it. The best way to discover it and learn more about the app rather than me kind of rattling through a presentation is to download it. And it's, it's just gone live on Android about uh, two and a half hours ago and uh, um, in the App Store late last night. And um, if you would like to uh, have more prominence in the app or ask any questions, Annie is uh, the point person or hit me up on um, Twitter. I'm Acton or grab me after this if you haven't got a train to go to. So as I say, still, um, still super, super early days, but we're very excited. We really think there is something special here. This is the, uh, the Pop Jam team that have been working incredibly hard to, to make this work. And it is been, I'll be honest, a head-spinning, very complicated product. It's very easy for people to misunderstand something like this. But I really believe, we believe our industry badly needs a safe and fun creative community. Um, one that uh, not only content creators can win on, and uh, make their products and stories and characters more successful, but uh, a platform that parents are very happy with as well. And most importantly, that kids absolutely love and can unleash their creativity. So thank you very much. That's, uh, that's been Pop Jump. Cheers. Uh, thank you very much. And we have, we have these microphones here. It's like a, a kind of mouth organ hype. Um, <laughs> So yeah, so I mean, I, I read your interview in the Wall Street Journal this week, and you were quite open about the fact that business model-wise, this is experimental. You're not sure yet what you do, but, but mm. brands could be it, subscription could be it. How are you thinking about that? Yeah, that's a that's a really tricky one. Um, for years with Moshi, we decided not to to um, do any advertising and external brands and that. We loved the subscription model. There's something really special about that. Parents know what's involved. Um, kids are very happy with it. And so I think ideally um, we'd rather go, we'd like to go down that route. But who knows where things will go in the future. When we launched Moshi, we didn't actually know what business model was going to work. So for now, the, the core focus is um, there's no commercial aspect to it. It's completely free. And um, if we can build an audience of millions or tens of millions of kids, then we'll kind of figure out uh, how the, the commercial side will work after that. I mean, I, I signed up for it yesterday when I was playing with it. And, and you, you felt, what age are you? And it starts, I think, at 12. And I was like, 36. <laughs> and I felt a bit wrong. And I was thinking, but you presumably you might have parents signing up to share with their kids. Yep. But you might have people who, who are maybe undesirable. How are you planning to, if you suddenly realize 20% of people are, are old, um, like me, uh, how You're are you thinking old, about that? Because I, I, can, I can imagine parents would want to be sharing on this too. But then that's... Uh, yeah, no, and again, this is something we've got a lot of learnings from Moshi from. So I think a lot of people were like, oh, you know, Moshi should just be for kids. And, and we disagree. We think it's a wonderful product that the whole family can enjoy, from grandparents, you know, across oceans, to parents and other family members. And so we want Pop Jam to, to be similar. Um, we, I love it myself, and, you know, I'm, I'm uh, not... Uh, under 13, but I think it's an explosion, maybe not, uh, maybe mentally, but um, it's an explosion of pop culture and it's fun and it's silly. And just like in the real world, adults and kids, you know, interact in public spaces and uh, we don't see why that should be any 
uh, different digitally. The key, of course, though, is behind the scenes to make sure all the moderation oh. is incredibly um, you know, locked down and uh, we're watching um, all the interactions and behaviours and messages and everything going on. So that's something, again, a lot of experience from Moshi mm. that uh, we will watch carefully. Which sounds quite frightening. I mean, obviously, you have experience in it. You have, you have someone who's very good in charge of it. But if, if 100,000 kids sign up tomorrow to the Android app, how does that work? Do you, do you, does the pre-moderation get slower? Do you have to suddenly bring scale? Or? Yeah, so again, we're, we're just going to learn as we go. So um, currently what happens is when, if you're a new user and you've just arrived, um, all your content that you push to the app will go through uh, human eyes, human moderators. And uh, once, though, um, we get to know users a little better and how their behavior is within the app, um, then they may have... Um, they may be treated differently, and we trust them until that trust uh, goes away. So there's a lot of um, complexity behind the scenes to, to manage all that. But as you say, that's the key thing we've got to get right. And uh, I think the team, Rebecca and the team, have done an amazing job and continue to do on, on Moshi. And we're going to apply a lot of those skills to um, uh, to PopChamp. And did I read? I'm always wary of trusting journalists. You can't. Yes. <laughs> but did, uh, did it, was, no selfies? Is that correct? Or they were kind of you're monitoring that idea of people posting their own faces. Selfies, yeah, this is an interesting one. So again, you know, we're, we're treading kind of um, new ground here and sort of figuring out as we go. Um, we are sort of erring probably on the more cautious side, particularly in the early days. So we think probably best not to encourage kids to, to take selfies unless they're putting stickers over their face or, or whatever. Um, but we'll we'll see. You know, self. Pretty much everyone understands the concept of selfie now, and. Um, um, so that's something that uh, we'll probably figure out more as we go along. And there's a lot of different things like that within the app that we'll figure and balance as, as mm. we go. Because I guess there's no balance if, if kids are using Instagram where there's no restrictions. Yes. And I'm guessing for parents, the idea of a restricted Instagram is good and great. But for kids, the, the danger is you go too far and they think, oh, but it's, it's, it's boring. Exactly. That's why this is a very kind of uh, delicate balancing act we've got to, got to get right. That's mm. why it's such a, a complicated product. But as I say, I think... Um, I think we can do it, and uh, it's something I hope the whole industry uh, will support and, and help, um, because if no one does it, and we know a lot of other people are trying to crack this same problem as well, if no one does it, then kids don't have their own space, and they will continue going on to over 13 sites, which are, um, as I say, not, not designed for them. I, mean, I was going to ask about business model stuff, because I've seen you talk before about the, the frustration of seeing Candy Crush Saga and Clash of Clans, which are being played by kids, make loads of money with loads of net purchases, and then thinking about a children's thing can't do that. But uh, and that's been talked about this conference as well, the kind of the, the how do you make money from kids' stuff. Yep. So how are you thinking about that? Because you've been experimenting with different models in, in that area. So <laughs> I, wish, I wish I knew. We're still being brutally honest. We're still trying to figure that out ourselves. So we've had apps that are free, and uh, the, the theory has been to monetize them through licensing. We've had apps with an app purchase and try to manage that so it's done in a kind of sort of... Um, balanced, uh, responsible way. Uh, we've had apps that are upfront paid for. And um, you know they all make money, but it's very hard to generate the kind of income that justifies the huge teams and the multi-year projects that we want to do to make sure apps are extraordinary and amazing entertainment. Mm -hmm. So it, this, this whole balance is tough. And it, I can't think of too many companies that have cracked this yet. You know, Tokoboka is often given as a great example. And their apps are wonderful and magical and amazing. But you know they are making a, a fraction of the, the money that um, some of the, the major the kings and the supercells and, and others are, and um, so uh, yeah, it's it's still uh, 
as I say, no one has quite cracked this yet. It's a really, really tricky problem. Mm. And I was going to ask about the all-ages thing, because I remember I wrote about Moshling Rescue recently, which is the yeah. kind of the, the, the Candy Crush-style game. So yes. It's matching puzzle. Match three. Yeah. yeah and, and when you see the, the, they're quite high in that purchase. And I think I wrote that, and then I think uh, someone said, oh, no, but it's not for kids. It's for grown-ups. And, and that, that seems like a really fun... And some people here have been asking me about that, saying, how do you walk that fine line between it's, it was a kid's brand, but now it's not, and then we can do this stuff that maybe kids should do. And, yeah, again, it's a, it's a very delicate line, and we are we are trying to, to balance this correctly. It's part of this experimental phase. So um, what we've seen is we know there are a lot of mums that um, have played Moshi with their kids and love it and love the characters and, and um, the, the Moshlings, and we thought, why don't we try and create a brand aimed at an older audience? So we haven't actively promoted this new game, Moshling Rescue, to, to kids. It's aimed at um, a much older audience, and therefore we can be a little bit more liberal with the way the in-app purchase side of things works. And again, this is still early days trying to figure out exactly um, how that works. But that's a big project that's taken you know, a long time and a, a big, big team to put together. Mm. Um, so um, uh, yeah, we're, we're still, as I say, experimenting. Mm. I mean, is that the other trend now? I mean, the, the family from like Angry Birds, for example, is an all-ages brand, yeah. um, Temple Run. This idea of, of things, uh, this is a children's media conference, and yet a lot of things are crossing over those gaps. It's true. I think it's very hard just to create entertainment for kids, if that makes sense. I think you have to bring the parents along as well. And I think some of the most successful companies in the world in the entertainment sphere um, create entertainment uh, for kids of all ages. You know, look at Nintendo. The whole family can enjoy those games. Or Pixar and their extraordinary films that everyone from um, preschool kids through to grandparents love. And, and that's what we'd, we'd really like to do as well. And we think that may be one of the, the smartest ways. Not only is it more enjoyable and it gives you more kind of scope as you create entertainment, um, but also we think uh, on, from the commercial model, it, uh, it might be um, the, the way to crack it as well. I mean, my last question, and we'll open it up, is uh, Moshi Monsters itself, the original virtual world. I mean, what, what's happening with that? Because obviously, Moshi Monsters, the brand, is, is spreading out in Auckland and it's doing really well. Are children draining away from the, the virtual world online to go to other things, or how is that property doing? Yes, yeah, so um, the web, as I said, was the, the beating heart of the, the property for many years, and we and many other um, uh, kids' virtual worlds have seen kids move away from the web in, in pretty fast numbers over the last couple of years and uh, two tablets and, and mobile. So we still love the, the web experience in Moshi and we still support it and have a, a team on it. But uh, as I say, we feel the new center of gravity will be on um, mobile mm -hmm. products. Um, but of course, we, we continue to support Moshi in many different ways from live events to um, cartoons and uh, um, uh, short videos on YouTube through to toys and the amazing licensing program that Darren and the team have put together. So um, yeah, Moshi is still our kind of a, um, uh, the, the heart of the company, the first thing that Mind Candy launched, mm. but we're excited about experimenting and trying a lot of new things as well. Mm. Okay, so do we have any, we have time for like two or three questions in the audience. So I guess if we go one here, one there, and one at the back there. So if you go first down the front here. Uh, is it on? Hi. Um, fi financially, um, when your app is free, quite often, especially with kids' games and uh, games in particular you have in-app purchases um, which are very frustrating because you'll get halfway through the game and they'll say right here give us money yep. um, is there a plan in the future for you guys to bring in I don't know in-app purchases so you'll say put this on your photo if you pay 69p is that are you gonna be bringing that in yeah, as I say, we, we haven't quite figured out the commercial side of it yet. One possibility could be to charge um, small amounts for sticker packs or uh, extra ways of customising photos. And again, 
I, we could do that, but it, it may not sit quite so comfortably with parents and possibly even ourselves, which is why we sort of feel the gut instinct is maybe subscription is the way to go. So parents pay a few pounds a month, they know exactly how much they're going to pay, and um, uh, we have predictable recurring revenues and kids get access to extra premium content. So um, that's the way that, that feels like it might work best. Okay. There's a question sort of behind you over here, I think. Hi, Michael. It's Josh from Night Zookeeper here. I'm oh, thrilled hello. that you're doing some fantastic creative stuff now, and I'll be knocking on your door to see if we can get some Night Zoo animals into Pop Jam. But Excellent. I wondered if you could uh, explain why you've created a Pop Jam brand anew rather than using the, you know, the, the Moshi property for, for the basis of this app as well. Yeah, good, good question. So we, we thought about it, and uh, we definitely, we definitely um, considered it. I think you have to be careful of uh, stretching a brand too far. And um, there are a lot of kids that love Moshi, but there are some that have outgrown it. And when you're creating a platform that you want a lot of um, third parties to work with as well, I think it's more important to have something that's, that's new and a little bit more vanilla. Um, Moshi would have, um, it would have been great. I think we'd have grown a lot faster in the early days, but it would have um, probably uh, kind of um, unbalanced things uh, in the longer term. And makes it easier to work with other brands. You know, exactly. Nice keep exactly. Fantastic. Yeah. Thanks. And there was, there, was, there was one question at the back. Uh, hi, I'm Russell Miller from Wonder Reel, and I think it looks amazing. I think it's a, a totally brilliant idea, and and has been we've been waiting for it for a really long time. My question is about data collection because you're going to be collecting a lot, and you're going to know a lot about a lot of kids. Do you have policies in place? Do you have any thoughts about monetizing that data? What's what's the what's the prospect? Well, we have a, an amazing general counsel, uh, Jen Swallow. This way, Jen. <laughs> So she, she could uh, answer that question um, very deeply. Obviously, we're, we're going to be uh, incredibly responsible, just as we were with, with Moshi. Um, no plans to, to monetize that. There are very strict regulations around that. Currently, when um, children sign up, they have a unique username. We um, ask for age and nothing more than that at, at this stage. Um, so yeah, we are, we are obviously going to um, remain within the law. And uh, that may change over time as well, and we will change. But um, for now, no plans to collect uh, huge amounts of data, definitely not. Okay, and we done, and I'm so sorry because it's, it's a very brisk session and, and I think <laughs> there's so much more to talk about. I think you'll get lots of questions after this. But to finish the whole conference, I'd like to invite uh, Sue Not, who's gonna come and, and, and close things off. Thank you very much, Stuart. Um, and first of all, can I just um, ask you to thank Michael and Stuart for a very inspiring presentation. <laughs> And the other thing I wanted to say, the other thank you, actually, was to thank all of you. I have enjoyed... I've been coming for 11 years. I'm one of the old hands. And I've, I think I've enjoyed this conference more than any of the others. Um, and I'm trying to put my finger on why. I think there's a tremendously optimistic, energetic, and inspired feeling this week. I get a tremendous sense of energy. For, and that's all down to you, because you bring so much to the conference. And it's your energy, your inspiration, your contributions that make this conference, CMC, the best conference. Uh, a lot of people have said to me, this is the conference I look forward to. This is the one I enjoy more than any others. And it's largely down to you. So thank you very much indeed for another great CMC. Thank you.